Well, we're here in a few minutes when we take our break, we'll be coming back with uh, Brother Jeff Arrington. Uh, and one of the things that he teaches on, and we're going to get into some things today with him, uh, is on the kingdom. And, and it's going to be. This guy has, he has just took the, I hate to even say it, but I'll confess, he's took the blinders off of yeah. things that I, I thought that I knew. And I went, what? It's much bigger than that. Yeah. So I just encourage y'all to stay stay tuned. I guess yeah, I'd right. say. Yeah, we're, we're scratching he, the surface. He really puts it out there to where you go, wow, and and it and it makes sense. Yeah. It's not it's not out there in space. Everything he teaches, there's a scripture, yeah. and and all right. Yeah. Yeah. So at, we're gonna get the privilege of of that. And and what was he was here early in November at the Kingdom Summit. That was the second Kingdom Summit. And Brother Ron met him in Cincinnati in the first Kingdom Summit along with Brother Ron Mosby and uh, thought a lot of him and invited him here and, and then was able to. And then that's when Whitney uh, got, got into talking to him. And uh, Yeah, <laughs> I heard him I heard him preaching. I went, because ever since I got saved, I just, there was just a missing piece. And I'm like, it's everything, just like Brother Ernie was talking about, so many different people believe in, this, that, that, all these different beliefs of this and this, how you get to heaven, what it means, whether you can get saved or you can get lost, or this and that, whether it's a rapture or pre-trib. I'm like, man, there's something missing here. How can this kingdom of God be so divided? Who? Somebody's got to be right and somebody's got to be wrong. Let's just face the fact. All right. Well, let's not argue over who's right and who's wrong, but what's this missing piece? And when I heard this man talking about the kingdom of God, I went, there it is. Quit, quit. Quit going about all this elementary stuff, Whitney. Quit, quit wondering this and that and that, who's right, who's wrong. And, and, and go after the kingdom. Because mm-hmm. the Bible said, seek first the kingdom. Didn't say seek first Jesus. And that blows my mind. It says seek first the kingdom. Yeah. So I've yeah. already got Jesus. He lives in me. He's empowering me to seek first the kingdom. Amen. Well, we're going to take our top of the hour break and remind you that if you do have any questions or comments, you can text 606-524-9162. Of course, you can reach out to us on our Facebook page at uh, Box2Radio Network, and uh, you can message us there. And then there's also an email address. So we're giving you plenty of avenues to reach out. Uh, It is Studio One, the number one, at Box2Radio, the number two, dot com. So... We'd love to hear from you. We would make an honest effort to answer your questions, but would also love to get to your comments as well. And if everything works out correctly, we'll have Brother Jeff Arrington uh, on the other side of this break. Stick around with us here on Voice in the Kingdom. All right, and we are back with Voice in the Kingdom. All right, we are back right here on the Box 2 Radio Network, and uh, we've gotten into some good discussion this morning, but it is now time for some teaching, and we are very, very honored and blessed uh, to have Elder Jeff Arrington on the phone with us this morning. I know normally from Texas, but I hear you're out of town today, so where are you calling us from this morning? Uh, actually calling you from Jefferson, Texas. Oh, another part of Texas. Well, Texas is about as big as the rest of the country anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It's pretty big, man. My, my wife is from Austin, and she, she still refers to everything as up there. because. Of <laughs> that's, that's right. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Brother Jeff, we appreciate you taking some time out this morning. And I wanted to give you the opportunity for some of our listeners that may not know you to give just kind of a brief um 
testimony or history or however you feel like God uh, wants you to introduce yourself uh, to our listeners this morning, and then we'll get into some some kingdom concepts with you. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm Brother Jeff from Marshall, Texas, uh, originally from North Carolina, eastern North Carolina, near Raleigh-Durham, and uh, I've been in Texas since 1988. So I believe I'm a, a true Texan now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been in the Lord almost 40 years now, so it's been a wonderful time. Uh, born again, 1982, uh, Spirit filled, and just love the Lord Jesus. And I'm part of the leadership team here in Marshall. We have five elders that are, are our leadership team here. We work real well together. We've been together for over 30 years now. So it's been a joy working with other leaders and uh we believe in the New Testament order of leadership, which was team leadership. So uh, the responsibility is just not on one man. So it's been pretty light for me through the years. I've been full-time for over 25 years in the Lord and been to Africa over 10 times and all over the world. So God has been good to me. Amen. Glory. Oh, well, what is the Lord uh, showing you to teach with us this morning? Well, uh I know I will be doing a radio show here every week, I believe, and uh, we'll be discussing, you know, the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. and uh, But I want to give a, a, a now word that for 2020 and beyond. I believe the Lord is really highlighting some scriptures for us through the word of God. And uh, one of the phrases he gave us yesterday with, I would like to share with all the listeners is that he told me to let the people know they need to enforce his victory at Calvary. Mm. And I would like to explain that if yeah, I could. Preach on that, yeah. Uh, he just said we need to enforce his victory on Calvary. And first of all, we have to understand what dispensation we're in. See, a lot of times in the body of Christ, uh, uh, we're in the wrong dispensation in our thinking. There's been seven dispensations since Christ. And, uh, we're, of course, we're in the dispensation of grace. And the last one is the kingdom. And they overlap each other because Jesus said that uh, uh, if he cast out devils, of course, the kingdom of God is at hand. So there's an overlapping between uh, the dispensation of grace and the kingdom in our generation. So what I mean is that the Bible says in, in Matthew eight seventeen that it might be fulfilled by the prophet Isaiah himself took our infirmities, bore our sicknesses by his stripes were healed. Now, that scripture in Isaiah 53 was fulfilled 2,000 years ago. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. But yes. most of the time, most of the time when people come to God with a sickness, do they not most of the time ask God to heal them? Yeah. Right? Yes. Right? Most people pray and ask God to heal them. See, that's the wrong dispensation. We were healed 2,000 years ago. Mm. See? And what we got to do now is enforce what's already written and what God has already done. And see, this is where we got to understand spiritual laws and the way God has set up his kingdom. And a lot of times men and women get frustrated because they don't get no answer to their prayer because they are praying in the wrong dispensation. Hmm. We don't ask God to heal us. We thank God for healing us. See, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, I'm talking about a kingdom perspective on how to live. So that's what we'll be discussing, the kingdom of God. Yeah. In other words, uh, say, for instance, uh, someone has cancer, right? Yeah. And they go before the Lord and they plead and beg him to heal him, heal them. Well, that's the wrong dispensation. God has healed it. The thief has come to steal their health. What we need to do 
is get in the Word of God. What does the Word of God say about that? Well, Isaiah, of course, 53, says that he bore it. He, he healed us through his stripes, right? And Isaiah says it was fulfilled 2,000 years ago. Peter picked up on it and said that, that, of course, it was fulfilled. So when we go before the Lord, we have to enforce what's already written. And that we do that by thanking God for our healing, and we do that by rebuking the devil, right? Amen. Because all sickness is, is not of God. It's the enemy of God. Everywhere Christ went, he attacked sickness, see? And our, and our world is full of sickness right now. The body of Christ is full of sickness. But if we can get in the right dispensation and understand what time it is and begin to approach it from a, uh, uh, we do have the victory. We do have health. Regardless of what our body says, the word of God is true, right? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> So if we would get in the scriptures and meditate, say, for instance, Matthew 8, 17, himself took my infirmity, bore my sickness. I don't care what my body says. The word of God is true. And we begin to meditate that and put that in our hearts. And it begins to birth kingdom faith. Our bodies will align to the word of God. If we meditate it and, and speak it and declare it and stand on it and hold fast to our profession, our confession, see, and not begging God, heal me, heal me, please heal me, God. What father wants his child to be full of sickness and, and disease? All right. Hmm. Not this one. What father will withhold if he has the cure for his child, you know, from being sick? Will, he, will you withhold from your child? Mm-mm. No. So God is saying, because I've done this, you know, Lord, heal me, heal me. And he'll remind me, Jeff, I healed you 2,000 years ago. Hold fast to your health. Satan come to steal it. Mm. So we're training our people wrong, and we have to train them to speak to God and pray to God and, and how to to thank God in the right dispensation and how to to speak to Satan, see? See, prayer is twofold. When we intercede for someone else, we pray up to God on behalf of someone else. But when we pray against the devil and demons, we pray down from our seated position in heavenly places, right? Mm. Yeah. So we speak directly to the devil. Get off my body in the name of Jesus, and we declare His word, and we keep declaring it, and we keep declaring it, you know, and we hold fast. We stand. That's from a kingdom perspective, but because of religion and not understanding the dispensations and the times of things, and not understanding what Jesus said when He hung His head on Calvary, it is finished. finished. The first, see, the first advent, His first time coming, He came to to reclaim. His territory, right? When we say kingdom, we're talking about the king's domain, who we are. Right. He came back and he began to declare that his kingdom has come, and he's reclaiming his creation, which Satan stole in the garden, right? Right. And Christ comes back through the first advent to reclaim us as his sons and daughters. And we can get into identity crisis another time because the body of Christ is full of identity crisis. They don't know who they are. We don't know who we are. But yeah, that's, but that'll, I just be a give whole, a, that'll be a whole episode right there. <laughs> yeah. I just want to give y'all a current word, uh, enforcing the victory on Calvary. That's what he told me. 2020 yeah. and beyond, we need to enforce what was already completed mm. in this dispensation. Because when he comes again the second time, see, the first time he came, he came to deal with our sin, to forgive us, to heal us. That's why the scripture, every time, most of the time when you read uh, concerning help, You'll read where Jesus said, I forgive you. I forgive you. Even in Psalms 103, who heal, who forgive of all of thine iniquities, right? Mm-hmm. Heal of all of thine diseases. Because when Christ heals, 
he didn't just heal the body. He heals the soul yeah. and the body. Wow. Yeah. He makes us whole. See, he doesn't just heal cancer. He goes in there and heal where it has done damage to our psyche and to our personality and where Satan has tampered with us through through disappointment. In fact, Christ goes in there and healed the whole man. Mm. Hallelujah. And every time you read the scripture where he says, I forgive you. Remember when they, the, the, the friends took the young man uh, uh, through the roof and they tore the roof and lowered him down to Jesus? Right. Y'all remember that? that yes. Pharaoh? And the first thing Jesus said, thy sins are forgiven thee. Be made whole. Yeah, he didn't say anything about his body yet. He, he took no, the, of, first, took, yeah. the first thing he said is thy sins be forgiven thee. In other words, that condemnation that Satan has put on you all your life, that 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 conscious, that that dark conscience, God said, I'm removing that. I'm making you whole, spirit, soul, and body. Mm. And see, that's what Christ wants us to tap into, that victory. We have that if we understand, you know, the dispensation in which we stand. Mm. A lot of people pray in the wrong dispensation. They're asking God to do something he's already done. Amen. Is that not true? That is true. That's lining up with the kingdom, see, from a kingdom's perspective, that we're not trying to get healed. We are the healed, right? Yeah, we had a we had a listener chime in and say, I believe what your br brother Jeff is trying to say is how can we get it to manifest? So many times we don't see the manifesting. So That's because our faith, see, true faith, and we're talking about kingdom faith, right? Mm -hmm. We're not talking about a uh, 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 mind faith or knowledge faith. We're talking about faith that comes from the Word of God. Faith come by hearing, hearing by what? The Word, Word of God. God. <clears throat> this is where we meditate day and night what's written. See, and, and if we keep meditating, it, in our, it eventually gets in our spirit, which reproduces faith that will cause a response. Well, and you're being in very, words, you're being very specific I'm, in the word you're using too. You're saying meditate. You're not just saying read. No, no, I'm not talking about reading and right. for, for more knowledge. Right. I'm talking about man shall not live by bread alone. Bread alone. But by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about Rhema. Rhema word produces faith from the Logos, right? Mm -hmm. We get in the Logos, the written word, and we get to meditate and it becomes personal. Rhema through our attending. My son, attend to my sayings, right? All right. Put them in thy heart. Put them in thy heart. They'll help to all thy flesh. Mm. See? And you can't, put, a lot it, of times you can't we put it in your heart if you're just reading it. That's why you're using the that's word right. meditate. Yeah. That's, that's the deception behind it. Because a lot of people, you know, we will program to learn things like a college. You know, we'll learn it, and then we think, you know, we got it. But that's not how the kingdom works. The kingdom works by faith come by hearing. you got to hear and hear and hear and hear it again and hear it again and hear it again, right? <laughs> And hear it again. You can't say I know that. I know that. That's knowledge, right? You gotta say. You gotta say it is written in God's word. Himself took my infirmity to bore my sin over and over and over and over again. And tomorrow again. <laughs> That's how faith is reproduced in us by hearing the word of God. And that's why God told Joshua, "This book of the law, right, shall not depart out of thy mouth." What is it? Thy meditations. And the more we concentrate and focus on that word and, and put it in our hearts, right? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth what? The mouth. mouth speaks. Right. And it becomes true faith. And God told us a couple of weeks ago, 
He said in 2020 and beyond to my people that will, he said, that's going to be a response to your actions. In other words, if you seek me, there's going to be a response from heaven like never before in this season that we're in. Hmm. I, he gave us the scripture out of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him, right? Yes. Who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all, right? Yes. Right. We can, we can ask or think, and it says, according to, or the Amplified says, in consequence of your actions that's working in you. If the word of God is working in you, that's going to be a response. Consequence is a powerful heaven. word there, too. Faith going to respond. I mean, faith moves God, right? right. Faith, faith moves God. One more illustration, then I can let y'all talk and ask questions. Remember when uh, the, the woman with the issue of blood, right? Yeah. In Mark chapter, I believe Mark chapter 5, but it, it says that that uh, Jesus was around the crowd. Everybody was touching and thronging him, but somebody touched him with faith. She said in her heart that if I touch him, his garment, I shall be healed. Right. And when she touched him, the Bible says that virtue left Jesus. Power, there was a response. Now, all, everybody was touching him, but she touched him in faith. And his response to her was, woman, thy faith has made thee whole. Now, when I say faith, I'm talking about faith has a direction, faith toward God. And what, what Jesus was really saying when he says, thy faith has made thee whole, he was really telling her, what you thought about me is true, woman. That's what he was saying. I am God. I can do anything. You know that. And that's why virtue flew out of him. Because she had the right thinking about God. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? I understand. When she said, if I can just touch him, I'll be healed. And Jesus responded, what you thought about me was correct. I am God. <laughs> right. Come on. That's true heartfelt faith. See, that's faith. Mm -hmm. And when he says, thy faith has made this whole, he's, what he's really saying, what you thought about God is correct. I'm God in the flesh. Mm -hmm. There's nothing impossible with me. Amen. That's true heartfelt faith. And she believed that thing, and it demanded a response from God because it was true heartfelt faith. Where others was touching him, just touching him, see? Yeah. She touched him, believing that he was the Lord, the Lord God. Mm -hmm. So she touched him in the now of who he is, God. She wasn't asking him to do something. She said, if I touch him. Right. So in our generation, if we begin to touch God in faith, see, that's going to be a response. Woo. And it's no different than centurion. He knew. He said, I know who you are. You are God. And Jesus said, I have never seen such great faith. In other words, I know who you are. Jesus said, my own people don't even know me. But you know who I am? Yes. You don't even have to go to my house. Just speak the word. Right. <laughs> that, demanded, that demanded a response from the king. Right. I was going to say, See, si because science even applies he, here. Re action and reaction. I mean, Newton talked There you about. go. Yeah. That's heartfelt faith. Yeah, faith so, demands a response from God. Yeah, he said he said it in Hebrews. Remember chapter six. I mean chapter eleven, verse six. They that come to God must, must believe, believe that must, He is right, right, right. That He that He is first, and that He's a rewarder. In other words, there's a compensation for your faith. He's a rewarder to them that seek Him. She sought Him out, and she got rewarded. 
That's what God's telling us in 2020. If the body of Christ will seek him in faith, mm. touch him in faith, mm. through meditating that word, that's going to be a response from heaven, man, like never before. Glory. Now, that's the now word. And we got plenty of topics to talk about in the kingdom. <laughs> right, Whitney? Right, <with> <laughs> right, brother. Yeah. Well, this is what the Lord laid on my heart this morning. I came in here just, just wound up because I get wound up a lot. But he, he starts beating the counter in yeah. here like a pulpit. Man's wound up. Just, <laughs> well, look, once he gets me to come back and call him down. Yeah, time. we got to calm him down a little bit sometimes. <laughs> this, this, this is what the Lord, and you're touching on this right now, so I want you to keep going on this. But this is what what he put in my spirit. Um I was I was listening to you know where he, he spoke to the fig tree and he told it you know yeah. you'll never produce figs again and then he went into there and he turned the tables over the temple but then when he come back out he said have faith in God for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou yeah. cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever uh -huh. he says. And I'm yeah. going, Lord, where am I missing it? That's kingdom faith right there. As Christians, where are we? Because, I mean, let's face it. How many of us have spoke to the mountain and the thing still sits there? How many of us have, have like you said, begged and pleaded with God to do this in our life? And it's not happening. And, and stood on faith and faith and, and thank God. And, and, and still, that mountain is still there. And I came in here going, Quincy, we're missing something. So there's something yeah. that we're missing. Something's not lining up. Something's not right because we ought to be able to speak to the mountain, whatever it is, and yeah. it ought to move. So, That's uh, true. So touch on so that a little bit, about, brother. So we're talking about kingdom faith. That's what he was talking about. See, the, the word of faith camp, you have to be careful with that because they have faith in faith, you know. Yeah. Mm. They talk about your faith, your faith, your faith, your faith. Faith has to deal with a person, and it has to do with Christ, see. And if we're not careful, we can have faith in faith, and nothing happens because we've got faith in faith, not faith in God. Ooh, that's good. Have, Jesus says, have faith in God. And a lot of times people have belief in God, but no faith in God. So what happens is they get into this uh, 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 knowledge faith, and nothing happens because they don't have the heartfelt faith that comes from the Spirit. And this is where God wants to make a change in the body of Christ in 2020 and beyond. That's what I was saying. It's going to be a response to those that will seek Him. If we would seek Him first, set our lives in order, attend to his word. Right. Faith will come. Heartfelt faith, kingdom faith will come because Jesus promised it. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Amen. But it's not the Logos. You just can't get in there and read it like a history book. Ooh. We got to get in there and find the voice of the Lord and where the Holy Spirit is light upon. That's the rhema, the living word, and it produces faith. And I know y'all have teachings on the rhema and logos. See, that's a big the rhema and logos. Right. The logos is the is the written word, of course, and, it, and it's still quick and powerful. Yes. But then there's the rhema, then there's the rhema word, which it becomes personal because you got in there and meditated, and God highlighted his voice to you through his word, right? And faith was producing your heart. Yes. It's, see, it's no different than how we got born again. Once we heard that Christ was our Savior and that he died for our sin, we believed that and mixed it with faith. There Amen. was a response in our hearts, and we got born of the Spirit. Amen. Well, that's the same way faith is produced. All right. 
Mm. You see, it was so easy for the Old Testament people, I mean, during Jesus' day, to be healed because they just believed the word. Mm-hmm. Now it's easy to be born again. It's tough for folks to be healed. Yeah. But it's Jesus, the same grace. It's Jesus the same said, grace. Jesus said, what's easiest to say? Thy sins be forgiven. There you go. Right. That's it. What is easy to say? Me to be healed, thy sins be forgiven. Mm-hmm. In other words, I'm God. I can do both. Right. <laughs> and in his eyes, there's no difference. Right. You know, you so talking about, that, talking, huh? about, talking about believing a while ago and being important and in studying being important. Of course, we need all this. I realize that. But I was just thinking about that woman that touched him. You know, if you go back to Malachi when he said, Son of righteousness shall come with healing in his wings. I'm sure yeah. you know if you looked it up in the original Hebrew, that wings meant him. So she uh-huh. must have read. She didn't have a New Testament. So she must have read right. and believed that if I can just touch his him. You know, many times. She heard about, something. Right, right. She heard something about God. That's right. what triggered her, her mm-hmm. faith. Somebody, she read something or she heard something about Jesus. Yes. <laughs> and Amen. that, now, he didn't lay hands on her. No. He didn't, he didn't call her to the altar. He didn't even know who touched her. He didn't speak to her. It wasn't anything. It, it was her action and reaction there. Like we were talking. It was about. her response yeah. to who he was. Yeah. See, that's the thing we're missing. It was her response to who he was. Yes. And see, and if we don't understand who he is, we don't understand who we are. That's the identity crisis. The more we know who he is, the more we know who we are. And how many church and people? Found out, huh? how, how many people goes to church and really sincere that don't know who he is? That's a sad. There you thought. go. It has to be revealed by the Spirit, right? Right. The Lord has to awaken us to the reality of who Christ is in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that know him after the flesh still. But yeah. in the body of Christ. But I'm telling you, we're in a new day that God is bringing kingdom faith to his people. Yes. I had a listener. And we're part of that generation. I had a listener just ask the question, so does that make the rhema word also a key? Yes. Definitely. Because it becomes personal to you. If you're dealing with a situation, right, and you go dig it out through the scriptures concerning that situation, the Holy Spirit working with you, he makes it alive and rhema to you personally. Right? Right. In other words, we can take the same word that was written in Isaiah 53, the same word that Matthew wrote in 817, and it becomes living to us. The same word. That's how powerful the word of God is. Yes. We can take it out from the, the whole general public that is written to, to a personal word to us through our meditation and receiving it. See, receiving was written. And if we receive it from our hearts, like we got born again, receive Jesus, receive Jesus, the word, receive the word, it demands a response from God. He will respond. Mm. And I believe with all my heart, that's what we're tapping into now in the body of Christ, real, true kingdom faith that will move heaven and earth, move mountains. See, Hallelujah. Because, because these are the last days. And the Lord is really, really highlighting his word to us right now. And uh, Satan more and more is trying to move us away from the word and Christ trying to highlight the word. Right. <laughs> You're reminding me of, of when I got saved, I had been strung out for 20 years. and I went uh-huh. to read the Bible. I couldn't even couldn't even pronounce most of the words if they weren't like one syllable. And um, right. I come across the scripture that the renewing of my mind. And I even started yeah. quoting that scripture wrong, but I would walk around all the time saying, my mind is being renewed daily. And uh, yeah. 
and people would say, what are you saying, Whitney? And I go, my mind's being renewed daily. And now I can read again. Uh, I've memorized a ton of scriptures. I, I mean, I, I'm, the Lord's grace has allowed me to preach the gospel all around the world. And But 16 years ago, I'm telling you, I could not read. I couldn't comprehend. I'd read verse 1. I'd start crying. I'd say, Lord, I can't remember verse 1. Well, what good does it do me to read verse 2? And uh, so, so you're right that I just kept, I said that over and over hundreds and hundreds of times. I said, and then I found the scripture. I have the mind of Christ. I said that one a million times I, over and over right, and over. Right. So yeah, it right. works. That rhema word of God, that spoken word of God. When you come in agreement with what the Bible says, there's power in that. There you go. And it's through our living relationship with his word because God, you know, it's just like people when they say, I give you my word. You know, when a man gives you his word, he's giving you his honor, right? Right. His integrity, his character, his whole being. Ooh. I give you my word, I'll be there tomorrow. I give you my word. God gave us his word. Even the scripture says he sent his word. Ooh. Amen. Amen. And delivered us from destruction and healed us. Right? Yes. Right. Think about it. not just anybody's word. God sent his word. Mm. And the Bible says about two immutable things. God cannot lie. No. Right. Who swore by himself. <laughs> Amen. It's impossible for him to lie. If he could lie, he wouldn't be God. Right. So so it's no different. I give you my word. God said, I give you my word. We can put our whole life on it. And that's what we're doing as Christians, as born again men and women of God. We put our whole life on God's word. It's true. Ooh. And we put our whole life on it. That's, that's where the, the reaction comes because we believe it with our whole life. You see what I'm saying? We're not withholding. Mm -hmm. Uh, through doubt and unbelief. And that's what God wants to drive out the body of Christ, doubt and unbelief. And, and and a lot of times, you know, people walk the floor confessing and, and trying to get God to do something at night, and they end up more in unbelief than they were before they start praying. <laughs> right. Because they're confessing, God, please heal me. God, do this. I'm seeking you. I'm fasting. And, all, and it's all dead works. The first foundation of stone, repentance from dead works. God's already done the work. <laughs> remember, what, remember what Jesus told the disciples this is the work you must do believe on him whom God has sent right how many times we pounded the floor stayed up all night beating and trying worrying anxiety stressed out when it was already written hmm. God already took care of that for me I'm going to rest in it I'm going to believe it I may not see it in the natural but it will manifest if I stay with it hmm. it'll manifest like the brother was saying the manifestation. So what we're doing is we're receiving it by faith. You can't see it, but faith brings it into the natural, into our realm. It breaks into the natural realm. How many times through the scripture God intervened in natural circumstances because of people's faith in the Bible? Right? Mm -hmm. How many yeah. times has he intervened into natural situations? He overruled. I use the word overruled situations because of he of his kingdom. Old Testament, New Testament. The Bible even said the sun stood still for Joshua. He, he, he intervened. Right. He intervened. For Paul, he intervened. He interrupted natural law because of their faith in him. Amen. See? And we in America, I believe that, that we're in a time where millions are praying in America right now for God's will on earth. And it's going to provoke a response from heaven like we've never seen before. I believe that.
Hallelujah. Uh, I believe the opposition, this this man of God, this president, because of the prayers of the saints to reverse all these evil agendas of Satan, all this stuff. I don't care what people say. I know what God told me. As a prophet of the Lord, I know what he told me about this present administration reversing all these evil agendas of Satan. See, I'm looking in the spirit. I'm going behind the spirits in the spirit because I believe God is, is wanting to still use America to promote the gospel of the kingdom. All right. Amen. Yeah. Uh, brother Jeff, so I know, brother, I know we caught you off guard a little bit this morning. I, are you going to be able to stay with us for a little bit longer? Sure, man. I'm oh, with y'all. All right, I'm well, with you, brother. Uh, that's awesome. Well, l- we've got to take a break real quick to recognize some sponsors and underwriters for the for the network, and we got to give a trivia question real quick. But on the other side of the break, stick around on the phone with us, and we're going to come back with some more uh, with Elder Jeff okay. Arrington. Okay. Two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine. We still have uh, Elder Jeff Arrington on on the phone with us, and and Jeff, uh, some of the things that we've been talking about this morning, we end up talking about it a lot, is uh, being able to find our identity. And I know we're going to probably end up taking an entire broadcast on just that topic, but uh, some of the things we've been talking about start to allude to that. And and what do you think? Each generation, each era, has had their own. Um, stuff of the enemy that keeps us from reaching our full potential, the things that we, the hurdles that we have to clear. What do you feel like that might be in this era? You know, talking about 2020 and beyond, you know, to me, something I think about a lot is, you know, the enemy has done a really good job of just making us really busy. You know, there's all these other little sins that we talk about, all these other things that we talk about. But I think the best deception the enemy has made is how busy he keeps us and makes us think we have to be. And I think that gets in the way most often. But I want to hear your perspective of what you think that is that's keeping that manifestation from coming uh, to to full potential for us. Well, the more we get in line with the word, and God told us 2019 he was going to bring a realignment to the throne of grace and. uh He's still doing that. That hasn't changed. He's realigning all of us, the body of Christ, to the throne, to the, his mind, to his his precepts, his concepts, the way God thinks. So there's a realignment. And the more we realign and come in line with God's way, you see, I believe the power uh, will be restored to the body of Christ. Because if you go back to the beginning in the book of Acts of the body of Christ, they were so one with the Holy Spirit that even the Holy Spirit said, separate me, Paul and Barnabas. See, he was so involved. And uh, he told Peter, I want you to go to Cornelius. He was so involved in the leadership of the body of Christ because they were in so uh, oneness with God, representation of what God wanted. But through the centuries and through the years, we, we've uh, 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 evolved into our independence, our denominations, our churches, our, our form of government for God and working for God and all this. And, and we got away from representation when it comes to God's will on the earth and what we were birthed for as the body of Christ to submit to the head, Christ Jesus. And the more we realign ourselves to the head, Christ Jesus, the more we're going to come into our true identity and our true purpose and the more glory or the more power will be manifested again. See, the body of Christ was so one with God in in, in the beginning that even when uh, uh when they lied to, to Peter concerning the land, uh, Ananias and Sapphira, mm-hmm. the Holy Ghost, see, uh, Peter said the Holy Ghost going to uh, take you out like he did your husband. They were so one with God. Paul was so one. He said, you be blind for a season. That type of uh, 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 trust that God gave those men of God because they were so one with heaven. 
Now, if we can get realigned by it, we're going to see that power display again. And the fear of God come back on the church, come back on the people of God. And next thing you know, God will be manifested in the world, his power. And I believe that's where we're headed in the last mm-hmm. days, a realignment of the body of Christ to the way of the kingdom. See, mm-hmm. And God wants to cut away all this circumcised, all this flesh. Right. See, he wants to recircumcise the body of Christ and get rid of the flesh and get us back into the spirit where the power can flow again. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, so if I was a, perspective, huh? If I was a listener and I'm I'm listening to that, I, that's good preaching. Uh, and I was to say, how do I get realigned? What would you What would you um... see? That's what we've been talking about today. First of all, understanding the dispensations and the times that we're in. The Bible says that the sons of Israel had understanding of the times. Where what dispensation God has allotted to us in our generation? Where are we? Well, Paul said. He talked about the dispensation of grace. But see, Satan has taken the word grace and, and, and made it extreme. Right. But we got to understand grace, the kingdom. See, grace not only means favor, but if you study the Greek word, it, it means divine influence upon the heart. Right. So from, from God's perspective, his grace has come not only to favor us, but to influence us right. in a kingdom way called divine influence upon our hearts Come see, on. to do his will. Paul said the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. We receive that. Yes. But he said teaching yes. us. They stopped right uh-huh. there. Teaching us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. Deny. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in Christ Jesus. So we need, we need like you said, get that flesh out of the way. Amen. Yeah, that's the influence of grace. See, mm-hmm. it's not a sloppy grace where no. you, you can do what you want to do and, 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 and do what you want to do. And you think God is all right with that. No, no. The grace has come to help me obey God. Amen. Right. Out of Romans chapter one, verse five, it said we have received grace and the apostleship, which is the assignment for the obedience to the faith. All right. So I received this grace and this assignment in my life the obedience to the faith of God for all nations. And that's what God is trying to bring us back into. And that that goes right into all these teachings or that God's going to restore the tabernacle of David and all all this deal with getting us back, realigning us to the will of God by first order and not the work of God by first order. There's a lot of work going on for God, but not the will of God in it. Mm -hmm. God wants his, now he don't want sacrifice. He told us in the Old Testament, Saul, I don't want sacrifice. I want obedience. So that's what sonship is all about. Identity is all about. Jesus, I came not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. So we're trying to get us all lined back up to the will of God. And now all this work that's going on, that's out of the will. All right. In the body of Christ. Missionary work, all this stuff. And God says, no, 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 I want obedience. I want obedience. So as as, as a corporate body, if we can get back, Realign ourselves, understand the dispensation of grace, and how to 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 cooperate and not frustrate the grace of God, right? Yes. Which is to teach us to now in Godness, like you said. That's what's that's another part of grace, not just this favor stuff that they keep saying. And bless me, bless me, bless me. Right. No, God wants us to learn how to obey His sons and daughters, mm. so He can finish His will on the earth, working with us. Because the scriptures is clear that Christ is coming again, the second advent. He's coming. Yes. He's coming. And uh, he wants us to help prepare 
for his coming. That's our job. That's why we learn in the kingdom, to help others learn the kingdom, how to submit to this king. Because God has a kingdom. He don't have a democracy. Come on. Come in on. America, we got a democracy. We got a president. We got Congress. We got just... God doesn't roll like that. He's a king. Mm. What? If it... He's going to teach us how to understand kingship and how to come under a kingdom All right. now. And those that will do that now will be blessed when he comes. Help us, Lord. Come parable on. after parable, he said, when I come. When I come, if you overcome, if you this, you that, you're going to rule with me. You're going to set with me. You're going to do this with me. If you overcome, and I, see, there's a lot of promises right there that I myself have chosen. I want it. See, I want to sit with him in his throne. Amen. <laughs> see, Amen. I want to I want to rule with him when he said, Jeff, you go over here and rule this city. You you, you understand me. You know my kingdom. I say, yes, sir. You taught me well, Lord Jesus. See, because what God is doing with us is eternal. It's not a little short-term, 70-year no, little old thing. No, no, no. God's training you, Whitney, training me, training my other brother to rule with him for eternity. This is not a little short-term 70-year uh, 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 course. Then it's over. The course is for eternity. Amen. Well, if this I classroom was... we in now, learning the ways of God, is for eternity. Mm. So every day people are making decisions, not understanding. They're going to set their order in eternity. They don't know their decisions. See, what you do in this life is going to echo, echo throughout eternity. And I'm, I'm telling myself, Lord, I want to do what's right in this little short time mm. that I might live eternally, see, with you. Amen. Well, if it was just me and you on the phone, this is what I'd ask uh -huh. you. Someone ask you now in front of everybody. All right? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure a lot of people out there have heard of, you know, the dispensation of the law, the dispensation of grace, and the dispensation of yeah. um but then you, you threw this thing in there and you said that we are under the dispensation of grace and the dispensation of the kingdom and they are overlapping. Now, yes, just hit on that a little bit more because that's like that's like uh, to a lot of us, it's, it, it's new because we know that we're supposed to seek the kingdom. But to think that it's a, a dispensation, that's a that's a that's oh. a large word. This this touch on that some more because it's really got me uh, my mind's turning here. Well, you know, there's seven. The last two are grace and the kingdom. So what Christ, remember in, in John chapter one, the Bible said the law came through Moses, but grace and truth through Jesus Christ. Amen. So we know He brought grace, but at the same time, He's a King. He can't deny Himself. No. Even his first coming, he can't deny who he is. He told Pilate, I can't deny you. right. I'm a king. That's what I was born to be. I, he can't deny it. So he goes about at Jordan. He comes up. First thing he preaches is repent. For the kingdom of God is the kingdom of heaven is at hand in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. Repent. In other words, that word repent means you're thinking wrong. Change your mind. The way y'all right. living is wrong. The way, way y'all think about me is wrong. Y'all don't know me. Change the way you're thinking about God. That's what he's saying. <laughs> repent. Change your mind. The kingdom, the rule, the sovereign, providential rule of God is here on earth again through me. That's what he was saying. <laughs> Those that re receive me, I will providentially, sovereignly set you in your right place. You, Unfold your calling, unfold your purpose it, if you Lord. let me in your life. Hallelujah. See, and that's the dispensation we're in. We have opportunity to be set back in our original formation, which the word means that any man being Christ, he's a new creature. That word new creature is to be set back in your original formation. In other words, before Satan tampered with us, 
We were in our right formation. But because he tempered, he took us out of order. But Jesus has come to set us back in order. Amen. And he said, if you receive me, I'm going to set you back in your divine order. And you're going to find your purpose and your calling and your election. <laughs> and it's going to have an eternal residual effect and a reward on your life. God is good, man. Yes, he is. All the time. Man, Ooh. God is good. We, we have no idea how good this father that we serve. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Glory. And here we are. We want to find out our identity and gifts and, and, and positions and, and, and ruling over men in the wrong way. No, 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 no. It's greater than that. See, the kingdom levels the playing ground where we're all subjects and citizens of God's kingdom. Then we look at, from another perspective, God is a father, so he's a father of this family, mm. of whom the whole heaven and earth is named. All right. God is a father. And like I was sharing with you, Whitney, when we stand before him, he, he's not going to identify us to all our titles and positions. He, he don't care about that as far as who we are and belonging to him. God wants a family. He wants sons and daughters. All right. That's why he, he, he by type and shadow, reflected himself through Abraham. That was type and shadow, father of many nations. That's who God wants to be, and that's who he is. Hmm. And he told Abraham, look at the stars. He said, my son's going to be like the stars. I know he was telling Abraham, but he's really talking about himself. My son's going to be like the stars. There's going to be so many of them. All right. Ooh. My daughter's going to be like the dust on the field. There's going to be so many daughters, so many sons. That's what he was really saying. Hmm. And see, we get caught up with God's chosen people, God's chosen people, and everybody thinks it's the natural Jew. No, 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 it's the spiritual Jew, which is me and you. <laughs> Amen. That was in God's heart from the beginning. Yes, yes, the Israel is God's natural chosen people, but they must be born again also. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. See, this thing is real about the second born. You got to be born again. He told Nicodemus, which Ooh. was a Jew, you got to be born again. Must be, amen. His first uh, uh, documentation of being a Jew don't work. It doesn't work. He said, no. that ain't working because you were born from Abraham and you think, no, no, that don't work. You must be born again. When it came to the kingdom. Amen. All right. All righty. And we are back with the voice in the kingdom. All right. Thank you, Anita. We're back right here on the Box 2 Radio Network. We're still with Elder Jeff Arrington on the phone, and uh, Whitney said he had one more question. And so we've only got about six, seven minutes, so go ahead. Well, I just, I just think that it's not really a question because he's already answered it to me, but I want him to, to go over it with, with our listening audience because it, it's, a, it's a spotlight on who you are. And um, okay. he, he puts it so well as far as, you know, nowadays everybody wants to be an apostle. And there for a while, everybody wanted to be a prophet. And there for a while, you know, we've got thousands of pastors that are quitting being pastors because they're not really pastors. They just took on that role. And, and you was explaining to me how that's just a title. That's not an identity. And our identity yeah. is the son of God. So I'd just like for you to go over that for the next five or six minutes with, you know, to help some of our listeners realize that, hey, I'm somebody in Christ. Just because I don't have this yes. title of a prophet, that, that don't mean that I'm not just as important as you. <laughs> well, there again, it goes back to the right dispensation. Come on. God is trying to bring the whole body of Christ out of the Old Testament where he chose the Levitical priesthood. To, they were the only priesthood that could be priests. He's taken that away. Christ has come and made us both kings and priests. So that's part of it. That's a whole teaching. We'll get into that another time. And then we go back to uh, as far as our identity our origin. See, you go back to origin. What is my origin now that I'm born again? Well, it goes back to Christ. 
my origin. It goes back to the Father. See, and uh, I find my identity in my origin. Jesus said in John chapter 1, it says that as many as received him, he gave power to become. Yes. That word become is to generate or to be born into sonship. Power to become sons. Not born of the will of man, nor the will of the flesh, nor blood, but born of God, mm-hmm. our origin. See? And so my origin is found in my identity in Christ. Who the men said that I am? See, it goes back to my origin. That's why, guys, you don't even have to say Elder Jeff. I don't, my name is Jeff. You can call me Brother Jeff anytime. I don't, <laughs> I don't care about titles. My, my identity is in my father. Right. Now, who I am and what I do, my function, now, prophet, doing apostolic work, doing elder work, that's fine. But that's not who I am. That's what I do. Right. Amen. That's, that's a function. That's what I function in. That's what I do. But yeah. who I am is that I'm a son of God with you three brothers and other brothers that are part of my, my family, see? Amen. And we have a father, Jesus said. He even said, when you pray, what did he say? Pray our father. 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 Right. Our father. Right. He's our father. Not our apostle, not, <laughs> not our prophet, but he's our father, which produces children, sons that Amen. are powerful, all of us. Ooh. See, not just to give, not just the ones that, that have a five-fold ministry to give, but even those that are doing whatever. Because type and shadow, which we will teach on it next time, with type and shadow, Old Testament, if you go back to Old Testament, all the mighty men came to David. Some of them boys were giant killers. David killed giants, but some of them other sons, if you read up on them, right. the boys killed giants. They killed lions. They boys were bad to the bone, man. <laughs> he won't know just little associate pastors or associate Sunday school teachers. Warriors. These were, these were, sons, these, these were sons of the living God, right. man, who were trained in their father's house, famous throughout their father's house, could use the left hand, right hand. That's who we are. That's Woo. right, bro. That's right. We're not assistants anything. Mm, right. <laughs> we not no, no next or second stepchildren or, or you know what I mean? <laughs> No, 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 no. See, God's going to renew all the body of Christ and bring us into who we are as mighty men. We need mighty men. Yes. I don't care what your assignment or function, you are a mighty man if you're in Christ Jesus. Amen. It, so we'll Mark, get into all that. In Mark, right around there where I was listening this morning on my way here, it also, I, I was recalling where it, um, Jesus' mother, brothers and sisters come out in the street. Yeah. Right. And he said, uh-huh. uh, they said, your mother, brother, and sister is here. And he goes, no, you are my mother, yeah, brother, go. and sister. That goes right along with what you're saying right there, the relationship. I, mm. There you go. And that's what he based it upon, relationship of the spirit. That's what makes us so powerful together is relationships of the spirit. Mm. Not our gifts that, that makes us, you know, hierarchy and one more valuable than the other. And that's how we set it up in the body of Christ. Mm. And that's not true. That's not true. Well, now, do we all have different graces? Some have more grace than others? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do some have uh, different gifts? Yes. But all, all equal in the eyes of God? Yes. <laughs> as far as value, as value, as far as uh, prowess, power, all that stuff, we all have it. Amen. Well, 
Brother, we appreciate very much your time this morning, and we look forward to uh, the relationship and uh, trying to do this on a very regular basis. Uh, we're getting some great comments from our listeners already, and so we're very much looking forward to having you uh, part of the Box 2 family and here on Voice in the Kingdom as often as we can get you. So, uh, we Man, I'm available. You. I told when anytime y'all need me, I'm available because I believe God is doing a new thing. Mm-hmm. He's calling me in of like passion, like spirit, and, and to do his will. No matter the gift, the calling, you may be business, man, you may be this, this, you are a mighty man if you're in Christ Jesus. And you are full of power to do exploits. And that's what I want to get into next time because, see, we got to take the limits off God. God wants a kingdom of priests, a kingdom, see. Priests and kings, yeah. And you, that's right. Well, you can just count on uh, every. Every Tuesday, right, Quincy? Pretty much. Yep. Yeah, every Tuesday. Yep, and we'll we'll make sure to. to I'll make sure I contact you now, though. <laughs> oh, there won't be no more like this morning. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, and we will have some more discussions, and I teach a little bit, but I like the discussion yeah. because it it highlights what people are really where people are really at. So, guys, I appreciate it. Thank yes, y'all. Sir. Be have, blessed. Yeah, and uh, you're gonna have an awesome 2020. Amen. Yeah, we'll so see you much. again soon. Thank you, brother. Okay, bye-bye. All right. Well, uh, we got to get into the cleanup section here at the end. And, uh, Brother Ernie, I know there was a couple times you were trying to reach in right there, but uh, no, your uh, final thoughts. No, that's, for... that's, well, I was just going to quote on, uh, comment on what he said. He quoted there from First uh, John, you know, what's, uh, to start out with, is that he came to his own. He's not a mean God. He didn't cast him out. He said his own received him not. Mm. So we have to make up our mind. We want to receive him and his will. Amen. Yeah. And uh, But his own received him not. But to as many as received him, that's mm. us. Yeah. To them gave he power to become the sons of God. Mm. So we just got to receive him and believe his word, you know. And, and like he said, he said some wonderful things. We need to really pray that uh, we can move into God's will and God's realm and God's time and all the things. Probably went over my head. Some of it did. <laughs> but I want it. I want what yeah. God's got for me. And, well, I, and that's why we're going to keep talking. We, we've uh, had some discussions with Brother Jeff and, uh, you know, Brother Ron loved him a lot and brought him in. You know, we had him scheduled for the Kingdom Summit that he came. Him and Ron Mosby came. And so since this is voice in the kingdom and we're trying to, to get a hold of some of these principles, he's a guy that God has shown a lot to, and he's willing to share. And we're appreciative of that. And we're going to have him on some more. So Whitney, final thoughts for this morning. Um, as far as brother Jeff, he just, I was, he'll ask, ask me, he'll go, there's a kingdom of God and a kingdom of heaven. Do you know the difference? And I'm like, I thought I did, but you're going to tell me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's like when I used to talk to Brother Ron, he'd ask me a question. I'd go, uh, I think I know, but you tell me. <laughs> you go ahead and tell me, yeah. But anyway, I just want to tell you, if you listen to Brother Jeff on here, you're important to God. You're important to God. You Don't don't compare yourself anymore out there and go, well, Billy Graham did this and Reinhard Bunky did that and this person did that. No, you're important to God. Your, your sonship, your daughtership, what God has you doing, whether it's just staying at home and, and raising babies right now and just teaching those babies about Jesus or whether it's out working in a job right now and digging a ditch somewhere to bring home money for your family, you're still God's son. You're still God's daughter. You're still important to God. God's still going to use you mightily and powerfully all we have to do is seek first the kingdom of god god what are you doing right now and how can i be available to be used by you that is our identity submitting to god being a true son a true daughter so i just want to leave you with the thought that you know don't 
it's okay to give honor where honor's due. The Bible says that. But the Bible also says that when a man comes in and he's got on a nice suit and ring and all that, and you right. set him up front, and then this guy comes in and looks all shaggy, and yeah. you set him in the back, you just missed it. Yeah. All right? It says the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Okay? So remember, you're important out there. If you're born again, you love Jesus. You're somebody everything's available to your fingertips because your daddy's the king of kings and the lord of lords so just hold your head up put your shoulders back stick your chest out say you know devil get out of my way i'm gonna i'm gonna conquer this land for jesus and just like he said right now I don't remember exactly what the phrase was for 2020 victory there is victory coming there's victory coming your way in everything that you're doing you already you work from a victory standpoint yeah. standpoint he said enforce his victory there you Calvary. go that's right you 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 stand from a victory point we're not going at this thing as are we going to win we're going at this thing as we're already winners it's our daddy's the king of kings a posture mm. of victory that's yeah. right happy new year and like quincy said share it with your friends tell yes. people there's good preaching on here and good music afternoon amen god bless you thank you